listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. So can they fire Chris Ballard too? Now, if you've listened to this show, I've been on I've been on terrestrial radio for seven years. I'm not that guy that calls for people's jobs, and and I'm not a I'm I'm a process guy. A GM and a coach they can't they can't fix the ills of an organization overnight. And when Andrew Luck, as I said, it's Andrew Luck's right to leave the Colts. And they did a bad job of protecting him and, and surrounding him with talent. And I think that it's fantastic that he chose himself. But what he did, I said this six years ago, five years ago, whenever, when he quit, that he put the organization, for someone that's making all of that cash, he put them in a real bad situation. And I've ripped Andrew Luck for that. If you're going to retire, retire in the offseason. Don't retire a week before the season starts, and then that put us on the Jacoby Percet, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, and now Sam Erlinger. It put us on this carousel of of, of either washed up old QBs or or someone like Sam Erlinger, who's a, who's a real good kid. He's a six round draft pick. I know that Tom Brady was a six-round draft pick, but he ain't no Tom Brady. Guys that are guys that are picked up that late in the draft are, are usually practice squad guys. They're they're people that that run the scout team. And so to throw him in with with very little experience, it kind of shows that they're taking the season. It's obvious that Ursay is calling the shots. I like Ursay when he's letting the GM and the coach, GM and coach, but but he's in a he's in a meddlesome move. They were premature getting rid of Carson Wentz. They did what I did as a fan. They reacted to a bad stretch of games. I mean, the Colts, the Colts were a top five power ranking team late into last season. And they went up to Buffalo and thrashed the Bills. I think they beat them like 37 to 17. Jonathan Taylor is still scoring. And I and I said Jonathan Taylor ran for 1,900 yards almost last year. Anytime, unless it's Derrick Henry, because he's a freak, and even he broke his foot, I knew that Jonathan Taylor was going to struggle this year. Historically, when guys run for 18, 1,900, 2,000 yards, they're very rarely good the next season. You got AP and you got Derrick Henry. You have guys that are freaks. But for the most part, all of those carries are going, to, are going to add up. The mileage, the, the tread on the tire is going to be thin. And Jonathan Taylor is a, a great running back, but he's not, a, he's not a freak. And so you knew he's going to be having turf toe and a little bit of knee, a little bit of ankle. He's just not healthy this year. I'm sure he'll come back next year and be fantastic. But all those nagging injuries add up, make you less efficient. And so he's not as good. I don't want to say that Quentin Nelson got paid and is cashing it in. I'm not going to do that. That's just not my style. But that line is the most expensive line in, in the NFL, and they're bad. It's one thing to be bad in the NFL. It's another thing to be bad and pay for it. That's what really is, is damning 
and backbreaking and soul crushing to know that you have you have the most expensive offensive line in football and they can't block me coming off the edge. Even I, if I had played for the Patriots, I would have had three sacks on Sunday. And the Indianapolis Colts, this is the Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck Colts that always could score. They couldn't defend anyone. They couldn't stop the run. Maurice Jones-Drew is still still running for touchdowns on Cato June and Dwight Freeney and, and Robert Mathis, who are, who are great at rushing the quarterback, but not very good at setting the edge during those deep playoff runs or often first-round losses at home to the Chargers. But the Colts could, could, could put up 35, 34, 41 if they had to. But this Colts team, they have a good defense. They have, they have a lot of talent on defense. And that's the worst type of bad team is a bad team that has a lot of good players. Because the Colts have Stephon Gilmore. He's a good player. Kenny Moore, pro bowler. Grover Stewart's going to go to the Pro Bowl this year. He's fantastic. DeForest Buckner. They've got good players on that team. They got, they've got Maniac. Shaq Leonard, who with the injuries doesn't look good this year. But I think he's made the Pro Bowl each of his first five seasons. So I just named five Pro Bowlers on defense that the Colts have. They got Quentin Nelson, who's a perennial Pro Bowler. That's six. Jonathan Taylor. He was a Pro Bowler last year. That's seven. And that's the worst way that you can construct a team is to have lots of talent that you have to pay, but they still suck. Because you can't be a B-plus or, or A at line when they were at their best and, and an A at running back and an A-minus defense. I think the Colts went into to this weekend, they were like the sixth or seventh-ranked defense in the NFL in spite of having no offense which means that they're, they're on the field another two or three possessions because their offense is going three and out. So they have, they have a borderline elite defense. But their offense is so bad, you can't have that and then have the worst quarterback situation in the NFL and have the worst offense in the NFL. They're dead last in, in offense in the NFL. I think they're averaging 14 points a game, which is, which is laughable. It's a miracle that they've won any games at all. You had that abomination in Denver. They got lucky against Kansas City. This team easily could be 0-8. I think they're the worst team in the NFL from what I've seen because they just have no ability to score touchdowns or move the ball down the field. So they fired Frank Reich, finally, because he's been a deer in the headlights all season, really since, since they collapsed last year. But I think I think they got to fire Ballard too, and you you never hear me calling for people's jobs, and I'm not that guy. I'm not a reactionary fan. I, I don't drink, I don't get drunk, and then and then get to my keyboard and type in all caps on the message boards, or go to StampedeBlue.com, and and all of those type of places. Colts Wire, Colts.com website, Indie Star. I don't drunk text the people that run those organizations, but I'm just saying. Chris Ballard has had five years to figure the quarterback out. And he chose, instead of trying to, to really get into the draft, find a young quarterback, find a Justin Fields, who's, who's starting to find his way. 
I didn't know Justin Fields was as fast as he is. My goodness. He's really, really fast. That 61-yard touchdown, he was flying. He's got like 4-2 speed. I didn't see that at Ohio State. But investing young quarterbacks, Atua, Tonkavailoa, maybe not the first pick, but but trade up, find a quarterback. Coast decided not to do that. They decided to, to trot out an elderly Phillip Rivers. Then they went to Carson Wentz, who has a rocket arm, but a but a noodle brain. And then they went to to Matt Ryan, who seems like a good guy, but he's done. Like he's not in the league next year. He's he's out of the league. He's he's announcing games or on the radio or in the studio at NBC or, or ESPN or somewhere like that. And you gotta that's the GM's fault. GM has to make those decisions. I know that he's drafted well. He drafted Darius Leonard, Shaq Leonard. He found talent, brought talent into the organization. He got Kenny Moore. But you messed up <laughs> you messed up the biggest part. You messed up the quarterback. You have Sam Erlinger out there playing quarterback. That's a fireable offense within itself. So I I felt that those changes are coming. And and hey, I'm telling you guys, you guys that Kansas City, San Diego, uh, LA Chargers, excuse me, they'll always be the San Diego Chargers to me. San Diego Superchargers. That's who you are. Cincinnati, you guys that have young stud quarterbacks better cash in some Super Bowls. Because I look at my Colts, I'm just like, the era's over. We had Peyton Manning, we had Andrew Luck, we got one Super Bowl out of it. Second Super Bowl, Tracy Porter housed us with the Saints. Because Peyton Manning ran that pick play to Austin Collie that he used to throw all the time. Everybody in the stadium knew that it was coming, especially Tracy Porter. When I was watching that formation, I'm like, all right, that's Austin Collie. It's going in motion, it's going to be a pick play. By Reggie Wayne, he's going to throw it to Austin Collie in a slant. He did. Tracy Porter was like, hey, I watch film. Touchdown. Colts lose. I'm just saying, man, greatness doesn't come around. If you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, you got Spider Mitchell. You were in first place in the East or second place behind Milwaukee. You felt that wasting LeBron, only getting one chip out of that. But but you have a good team. You're like, man, we got we got a good team. We're going to be very competitive. You're never going to be what it was when LeBron was there in his prime because LeBron's one of the best players ever to lace him up. But if you're if you're competitive, you're a 50 plus win team. You're you're in there. NFL man, Aaron Rodgers, he's cooked. Life after Aaron Rodgers, you had Rodgers, Favre, two Super Bowls. You had those guys for almost 40 years, no, 30 years, only won two Super Bowls. It's going to really suck when Jordan Love is behind center. Those days are over. You got to cash in those Super Bowls. Kansas City, you got Pat McGoat, got to get three. Got to get a Super Bowl with Justin Herbert. Got to get a Super Bowl with with Joey Cigars. Because when you have these stud quarterbacks, you have 12, 13 years, you have a run, then it's over. Most of the time, I don't, I don't know if the Colts, they may not get another good quarterback for another 15 years. And I was a Colts fan before Peyton Manning. And I know, I know what three and thirteen and two and fourteen. I know what Quentin Corriott and Steve Ittman. I know what all of that looks like, and it doesn't look good. Paragon Seven Studio. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
Page, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Classic sneakers I had. Patrick Ewins. Oh, the Ewins was hot. The, 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 the blue, orange, and white. Those got those. Yeah, yeah, got yeah, a fresh yeah. pair. You gotta bring too. those into the studio. What? You gotta, you gotta. Bring and those I got the, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Adidas. I didn't even know that he had a shit. What? And I got the Stan Smith. I'm telling you, these. I don't ones, even know what the Stan, Stan Smith, Smith is. The Stan Smith, the green and white, the official color. I got the official Pumas, the red suede, the blue suede. Official Pumas, classic. So we're classic. Hold down. up, hold up. The first Air Force Ones, the Dunks, the Flights. Uh, what else was was crazies? Uh, uh, the Hibachis. James Lewis. You talking about the Harachis or Hibachis? the Hibachis? I call them Hibachis, Harachis, okay. whatever. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It feels so good to be cared for. Back up now, just a little more. The feeling someone's always there, just to show how much they care. The feeling you're not alone. Now she's a part of your home, with so much to protect each day. Caring goes a long, long way. Nationwide is on your side. This is James Lewis, host of the Lanch Day Radio Network HealthCast series. When I was a quality executive, I spent many years working with Episource on chart retrieval, coding, and their analytics platform. This is the time of year where health plans are focused on their final push for risk adjustment to close out 2021 dates of service. Identify HCC gaps. Stratify at both the member and provider level with Episource analysts. Episource combines intelligent technology and a team with many years of subject matter expertise. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. 